All right, well, let's hop into it. Let's do. All right. Well, welcome back, folks. Coming your way October 25th, 2022. We've made it to season two, episode one, Corey. Exactly as we had planned it out. Can you believe that we've made it this far? I can't, uh, but I, I, I also can't believe how everything went exactly according to plan at the end of season one, and we're starting season two exactly as we had planned it out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely need to touch on that with our uh, loyal following. So, I mean, the original plan was, hey, we're going to – we're going to wrap up season one with 26 episodes. And then we're going to give everybody the opportunity to spend two weeks uh, uh, recording their beer mile. <clears throat> and I mean, that didn't exactly work out as planned. We made it through 24 episodes and then work sort of got in the way for both, both of us. We, the 25th episode work got in the way for me. And then the 26th episode, I think worked maybe got a little bit in the way for you so so we apologize for for uh altering the timeline a little bit but nevertheless i think uh i think we've learned a lot from season one and and we're super pumped to uh to bring you all season two hey uh in the last two weeks where we kind of we went went silent how many uh people did you hear from asking when the next episode's coming out Oh, I can't even count how many people I heard from. Yeah, same with me. I mean, I'd have to look back through my text messages and and tweets and everything else just to see how many of our loyal followers contacted me. But, I mean, maybe I'll do a recap on episode two of season two. But, I mean, I couldn't even – I don't. <laughs> we don't even have time right now to figure that out. All right, all right fair enough. I just, just thought I'd kind of throw that in there, see see if you had an estimate or something. But no, uh, Honestly, yeah, I no mean, worries. I think any estimate I have would be way too low. Sure. So, <laughs> so, so season one, should, should we do a quick recap of uh, yeah. all the excitement we had? I'd love to. I mean, so we had 24 episodes in season one, which sort of blows my mind. I mean – I think all along the years leading up to this, this podcast, we tossed around the idea of having a podcast and it never really came to fruition, but somehow season one actually came to fruition. Um, And I don't know how that happened, but the best thing that I took out of season one was we just have an amazing, uh, we've had an amazing group of guests come on and they've all shared Funny stories, great stories, running related, not running related, and I think I'll that season one will be that that'll be my main memory is just the 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 great guests that we had and and we had we had numerous great great guests so yeah so we we actually had thirteen guests I went back through the okay. uh, through the jottings and uh, had thirteen guests and we had four states represented Minnesota Kansas Indiana and New Mexico. Nice. So I think we'll try and cover the rest of them in season two, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we can we can easily do like forty six states. Yeah. In the next twenty four episodes. Yeah. All right. And I think the the math math works out somehow. Seems like. But yeah, season one was great. Our guests we had a lot of. 
marathon runners, 5k runners, uh, people that are still super serious, people that got into running a little later. We had some really good discussions about the super shoes and, yeah. uh, yeah, there was uh, lots of good stuff in there. And we, we found a lot of quirky stories that I don't think we would have, uh, taken the time to look for had we not been, been doing the pod every week. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a wonderful season one. Like you touched on amazing that we had 13 guests, the quirky stories, the shoes, everything, everything really tight started to gel at the end of the season. I think as we progressed, we, we learned from our mistakes and we, we tried to improve and sort of present a, a more polished show and, and just, uh, a show that didn't have any, as many technical glitches, hopefully, uh, as many pauses. Just, just overall, uh, a great learning experience for season one. Um, one of the key things that came out of season one was our email address was slightly difficult to, I think, remember. And so, for season two, we're going to propose a new email address. We haven't, uh, we haven't finalized the email address for season two as of yet, but. Rest assured, by episode two, we will uh, be able to announce the new email address for the podcast. Yeah, so I've kind of been tossing around some ideas, something like, I was thinking maybe like the creamcast.pod.season2 slash sequel, maybe? Does that does that sound good? Okay. Um, yeah. I I mean, that's, that's a great first shot at it. I, I mean, I absolutely think it should have a few dots and a few slashes and stuff like that so yeah i mean that that could be perfect i think i need to write it out first just to get a look at it yeah yeah. and see see just sort of how it rolls off the tongue and how it how it looks when it's written out but i'm all for it so so yeah we'll we'll make that official announcement in episode two for the new email address but i think you're on the you're on the right track for sure in the meantime, if you've got suggestions or, um, you know, just want to touch base with us, the, the old email is still functional, the creamcast.pod at gmail.com. So uh, hit us up over there uh, while yeah. you still can. Yeah, definitely. Get your emails in. If you're, if you're nostalgic <laughs> about that old email address, get your emails in this last week because it's going away. We're never going to check it again. Not ever. We're moving on. We don't we don't dwell on the past on this no. show. Except when we're talking about older events. Which we <laughs> we're re- recapping the... recapping everything. So. <laughs> uh, but I mean we tar- we try not to dwell on the past when we're not on this show. So, so uh, I mean so we're no longer rookies. We're no longer podcast rookies. No. How how, how much does that excite you? Uh a lot. A lot. We, we're no longer being hazed by these other podcasts. Yeah. We don't have to carry uh, bags for the other podcasts when we go to the airport. We don't have to carry the, the microphones that yeah. we don't use. Yeah. I mean, Th- things season, are looking up. Yeah. Season two is, is going to be a breeze compared to season one just because of the lack of equipment we'll have to carry around. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think that's enough. Uh, uh, you know, looking back, let's look ahead now and uh, hear about a the 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 race you did here in the past. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you want to talk about that path? Yeah. 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 Let's, let's look backwards as we move okay. forwards. Okay. So yeah, the Duke City Marathon. You had a relay team. How'd that? How'd that all turn out? Yeah, Duke City, Duke City Marathon. I mean, I didn't training didn't go as well as I really wanted for it. I uh, I wasn't as structured with my training maybe as I have been in the past. So, to, I, I mean, it was it was fun, but it wasn't like. It wasn't like I felt good about it or anything. The uh, right. So we had a five-member team. One of our former guests, uh, Jess Kubiak, she was part of the relay. Okay. So she uh, she participated. She went out drinking the night before, and so she was super hungover. So I think she regretted doing the relay. <laughs> um, and then couple that with it was raining, it was windy, it uh. was chilly. It was just it was sort of a miserable day to be running. And, uh, uh, but we finished the marathon and, um, all my teammates, they, they seem to have a good time minus Jess <laughs> and we, uh, we'll definitely invite Jess back next year. I think she has a different strategy. I'm not sure what it is, but I don't know if it involves more drinking or less drinking, but okay. we can have her on it. We can have her on again in season two and, and just sort of pick her brains on our strategy for, for the upcoming uh, Duke City Relay Marathon 2023. Yeah, that'd be great. We should definitely do that and uh, yeah, see, um, see what she would have done differently, if if anything. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see see what might take place. I I know I would definitely, uh, I mean, probably train a little a little better. I probably drank too much and didn't run as much as I should, so. Just, I mean, those are the two key points that I that I took out of my training. All right, so so if we were, I don't to... know. Do you do you know who won the Duke City and what their time was? Oh man, I see. I, I'm pulling the race results up right now, so I can yeah, get I you that it was answer. Somewhere around two hours and thirty seven minutes. Yeah, or something I don't like think... that. I don't know if that's a good time for the Duke City or not. I I imagine the weather sort of played into a sort of a crappy time. You know, I think I think that's a pretty typical. There there were a number of years where there was this one guy that would just keep showing mm-hmm. up and running like a low two twenty. Yeah, but it seems like most years it's it's right around the, that in the mid two thirties. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this guy's name Corey Purcella. Oh, good name. Uh, yeah great name um he's 28 years old he ran 237 uh, second place christopher bratton ran a 249 so that's it's interesting there was almost i mean about a 12 minute gap yeah. first and second which is it's it, super gap. interesting and then third place 256 so another seven minute gap okay so, how about the women let's see Marathon Pueblo Relay, Marathon Coed Relay, Half Marathon. I don't know why. Do they just group all the all the different distances together? Because I don't see. Uh, I just see yeah. the Duke City Marathon, and I see the top three as being males. Let me let me expand upon that and see if there was okay. So the first female to finish. Her name was Sarah Jones. 
she finished in sixth place overall and she's a 33 years old 259 so she was she was booking it yeah pretty good i mean yeah. that's that's great in the overall field finishing sixth super super amazing i think awesome. so sarah 259 so i'd probably have been about an hour and a half behind her so yeah um, maybe maybe if i got lucky i could have done four four hours so maybe yes. an hour hour and a minute behind her all right so i wouldn't have finished anywhere near her so i would have <laughs> to take a picture right. to take a picture or anything with her all right well but amazingly she out of the top let me see uh we have the next female finisher isn't for isn't until forty fourth. I, I see one at seventeenth here. I think Brandy Losecki. Oh, uh, nice! Yeah, you're right. Forty year old. Forty. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I love it when there's these older athletes pushing it out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's to see. That's cool. We had, well. Uh, it was, it was all right. In years past, the marathon or half marathon or relay has been so much better because the weather has always been amazing. This is the first, the first race I've actually ever run in where it rained. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so it was great. I didn't really enjoy ran, that. I ran this one a few years back, the half marathon, and the, the weather was was amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, usually when it's nice weather too. There's sometimes hot air balloons out there just sort of floating along as you're running. So yeah, yeah. provide you sort of something to focus on or take sure. your mind away from running. But nothing like that because the weather sucks so bad. Yeah. So maybe next year. Um, during our time off, during our two weeks off, the, uh, the Chicago Marathon happened. Uh-huh. So we're looking back again? We're looking back again, yeah. All right. Um. So what I found interesting was not necessarily the Chicago Marathon. Everybody knows about the Chicago Marathon. But just that along the the marathon route, the night before, there were uh, towaway zones, I guess. And nearly 400 cars were towed (laughs) just to clear clear the marathon route. Nice. So, I mean, you'd think they would be like a lot of uh, advertising. <laughs> I imagine the people that lived in that area would. Yeah, yeah. Did you I'd... when you ran the marathon? How many cars were along the track in your route? Like, did you have to move? Did you have to go around any cars? No, I don't think there were any. Um, See on the whole route, so they yeah, towed so them. Th- thanks to the towing job. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if like people that were running in the marathon purposely left their car somewhere along the route just to have it towed because maybe like the tow yard where you pick up your car is at the end of the Chicago Marathon. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they, so they, did, they wouldn't have to like catch an Uber or anything. They could just yeah. pick up their car. I, I don't know. I mean, if you ever run the Chicago Marathon, again, you should rent a car, show up early, rent a car, leave it along the route, and then see where it gets towed to. 
All right. I'll I'll jot that down for sure. Yeah, I mean, jot that down. It seems like so, a pretty good idea. Yeah, it would make for a great uh, podcast episode to talk about. Yeah, the experience for, for sure. sure. If anybody's ever had their car towed because of illegal parking, maybe they could email us and just sort of let us know what the process is. <laughs> I mean, particularly I suspect... yeah, if you got it towed the night before a marathon on a marathon course yeah that would be even better but just in general if you have your car towed because of illegal parking yeah i I do like the idea of of maybe like if your car's just broken down just like leaving it out there oh yeah or or just buying some super cheap junker cars (laughs) that are like and then just putting along the marathon route and seeing how many of your own cars you can get towed and then uh and then at the end of the marathon maybe they'd hand out a prize for like race race uh finisher with most cars towed <laughs> maybe that's a guinness book of world records oh yeah we did we did talk about a lot of various guinness book of world records last last season yeah that could be our ticket to a guinness book of world records I think, it could uh, be. I think it's, we should do it. Uh, yeah, it's the best idea we've come up with yet. So yeah, well, let's look into it. Jot that down. All right, we'll do. So you uh, you said you mentioned maybe you have a few races on your schedule, correct? Yeah, tentatively planning on a a couple of them here in November before I shut it down for for the winter for hibernation although so what does shutting it down for the winter mean to you uh i don't know cut cut back to maybe run four or five days a week shorter miles not wake up every morning and go out in the cold out in the dark i um so right now you're running six right yeah yeah, and we we actually had winter hit this week, man. And the last two days, it's been twenty five degrees, um, and pitch black. You know, I I'm getting back from my runs now. We haven't had the fall back yet. So yeah, I'm getting back, and the sun's not even up yet. So it's it's tough times right now. That hard to like, uh, that doesn't sound like fun at all. Oh, uh, it's hard to get out the door, man. Did you fix your furnace? That seems to be working. So, yeah, All we're right. in good shape with that. That makes it even harder than to get out and run. If <laughs> yeah, your house absolutely. was equal temperature to the outside, probably yeah. make it easier. Yeah. That's something to think about. Yeah. Maybe you should shut off the furnace for the winter. Then you, <laughs> wouldn't, have to, then you wouldn't have to go into shutdown mode running-wise. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you'd want to get out and warm up. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I, I had another issue I needed to talk about uh, and give you a fair warning on, you You know, you're, you're maybe going into winter here. Maybe you'll be using that treadmill oh, a yeah. little bit more. I, yeah. I, I was on travel this last week and used the treadmill twice. I did three miles the first day and I was going to do five miles the next day and I got to almost five miles and I had this terrible twinge in my calf again the second time so so that's two out of my last three treadmill runs where i've had these calf issues pop up so i don't know what's going on with that if i'm changing stride or something's going wrong but yeah doesn't it seem like you're bound to some 
like a minor tweak to your stride or something, even if it's not noticeable. Yeah. I mean, the treadmill is essentially pushing your feet and legs along at a different, I mean, sort of in a different manner than you might normally propel yourself. Right. And there's, so it's got, there's gotta be something to that for sure, because whether, whether the treadmill is boring or not, it's just, it's still, still not, obviously a totally natural way of running and so uh-huh. i think i think you're on to something there and yeah with the winter colder months uh creeping up on us we need to we need to be aware of that especially if anybody in our listening audience is planning on solely using the treadmill during the winter months it might uh it might warrant a little bit more research on how to uh how to deal with potential treadmill injuries or or to reduce those yeah so it was you know i shut it down as soon as i felt it uh, this time and it seems like seems like it's under control but the the last time that happened i took like a uh, a month off yeah (laughs) yeah i remember yeah Yeah, hopefully the quick shutdown caught it before uh, it got too uh too major yeah it seemed like it did so uh, so i took a day the next day off and then i got home the following day and decided to go out on a run yeah and the first steps i was like oh no it was like every step was hurting and i was so i stopped and walked back and then i was like well i'm gonna try just running super slow so i I did that and i made it through like three miles and then i took the next day off and then monday um got up and ran and went really well i got actually a 10 mile run in and things okay. felt good so hopefully uh on the mend now and and back at it cool just in time to shut down yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean you're not totally shutting down obviously and and you did mention a pu- couple of potential races coming up i think uh the first one might be uh 15k tell us a little bit about that one if you happen to run it yeah yeah so uh, 15k down the down in Albuquerque, the NM Enchantment Run. It looks like so. Um, looks like a fun little race down in the North Valley Bosque area. Um, why'd you by... decide to run that one, or why'd you de- why are you thinking about running that one? Oh, uh, well, I wanted something a little bit longer, and uh, you know, I. The, this just looked like a good opportunity. 15k. I've never raced a 15k before, so it'll be a it'll be a personal best. Okay. And, uh, yeah, looks like a fun little race. A little bit lower elevation than what I train at, and should be flat, so should be a chance to run a good time. Yeah. Uh, what kind of shoes are you gonna wear for that? I'll wear the. Okay. Uh, I'll wear the uh, Endorphin Pros for sure. Oh, nice! Yeah, so we'll- yeah, spon- we're still sponsored by Saucony, even after our little hiatus, our two-week hiatus. Saucony reps reached out just to make sure we were going to come back for season two, because they they really like the results we produced in season one. Yeah, so I've got a a brand new pair of them in the closet. I'll probably pop those out this week for uh, one uh, one little break-in run. Uh, okay, and then. Uh, and then we'll bound along on that pedal to the metal. That's right. I like it. Yeah, that's good. So you have the 15k potential. Did you have you signed up for it yet? I haven't. No. Um, 
I'll probably just sign up day of. Day They've got of. some some weird rules about if you sign up before, you have to pick up your race kit the night before and stuff like that. And I'm not really no. uh, interested in doing that. The day of, right? Yeah, that's right. You think when you sign up, you'll ask for the insurance? <laughs> yeah, I'll see if it's still available. Day of, um, <laughs> when, I don't know if they offer would, it. Wouldn't that be <laughs> great? You like sign up. And then go back to the same table about five minutes later. And be like, hey, uh, think, uh, how do I uh, process an insurance claim? Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Forgot my shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll consider- I mean, you should try it. We could, we could do a video on that someday <laughs> where we sign up for a race and then, and then one of us drops out and then try to like work through the insurance claim process just to, yeah. See, yeah. just to see how ridiculous it is and how quickly we get shut down. Right. I like it. So yeah, the other, the other race I'm, I'm looking at here is uh, a turkey trot up in Fort Collins. We'll be up visiting some family up there. Okay. And it's a, looks like a super fast. Um, Downhill? No, just like lots of good, fast runners like it looks like if i if i run what i think i can i don't know 21 minutes or so i'll barely finish in the top 20 at that race oh, really? yeah i bet you you're probably getting all the colorado state runners in there or yeah something. probably so uh yeah so it's a four mile race or yep. oh. yeah yeah so another another kind of odd distance so it should, should yeah, be another a, another pr for me that's cool yeah what um do you get, do you get like a turkey leg at the end of the race? Or I hope so. I hope it's like um, on the uh, football broadcasts where the yeah. MVPs get to break off a turkey leg or oh, whatever. That'd be sweet. Yeah. How much pie do you think you'll eat like that weekend or during the talk turkey trot or anything? Anything uh, involving turkey and pie and Thanksgiving? I I do know out of the two of us, I'll eat the most pie. <laughs> so you think you're confident about that he extremely confident <laughs> all right well we'll definitely whatever episode of season two that the follows thanksgiving we'll, we'll report back on our pie intake sounds good hey and uh speaking of uh intake until you feel like you're gonna throw up we while we were while we were out the beer mile world championships took place yeah that i i did hear about that and i wasn't there some sort of controversy with the the beer mile world classic this year yeah yeah so it was held in um it was held was in it? belgium belgium yeah and the the venue didn't allow glass bottles so it was a can only race which oh, that probably pissed off some people it it did because apparently these world-class beer milers feel they can chug out of a bottle and i guess it's been scientifically proven that you can chug out of a bottle quicker you can't shotgun the can you know so you can't poke yeah. a hole in the bottom to get, let the air in but the so the the uh container of choice is generally the bottle um yeah they say the can produces more foam 
and it's it's harder to drink it uh fast yeah, and, I, guess and, so. I guess that makes sense yeah and so the the world record holder he ran 428 uh in 2021 with the bottle in okay this, he, he won again this year in the and and set a new canned beer mile world record but it was only four minutes and 50 seconds so oh dang so i think that's all the proof you need 20 22 second difference between cans and bottles yeah that's right we're not gonna have that requirement in our uh, podcast beer mile you can you can do cans or bottles as long as they meet the alcohol content requirement yeah so but, this this article this article I'm reading, they reached out to the Beer Miles chief chug officer, Chris uh, Robertson. Dude, I wish he, I, I wish I was that. He yeah, he that person. He did not respond. Card. He did not respond to the email though with their inquiry <laughs> about this controversy. <laughs> Probably because his email address was like beer.mile.cc.slash robertson chug <laughs> we can only hope <laughs> so i did notice that the uh the 1990 the original rules of the beer mile in the 90s only allowed cans so i mean these these beer milers should have should have been more flexible yeah i mean if they were really you know true to the 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 roots of the sport and this be something they should have really embraced i feel like interesting it looks like i didn't i don't know if this is at every sort of beer mile like official beer mile event but it says all of the runners drink cans of 5.2 percent jupiler belgian lager Mm. i didn't realize you had to drink the same type of beer i thought you could drink whatever beer you wanted yeah maybe that's international competition rules or something yeah huh. i don't know but that is that is interesting i mean maybe maybe when we have our audience do the do the beer mile mm-hmm. we will sort of outline a timeline and a game plan for that in the very near future um maybe we can recommend a beer that both you and i agree upon to to do the beer mile uh-huh with. And maybe if if they want to, they can they can choose the same beer that we choose. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a great idea. So so there was also controversy on the women's side, even more so here than just the cans. What is that? The the uh, first person across the line here, America's Elizabeth Lassiter. She finished in six minutes and 15 seconds, but was disqualified for drinking some of her beer outside of the chug zone. Oh, man. I, I can't believe that. That seems like a a rookie mistake. You're yeah. allowed nine meters in the chug zone. Yeah. Isn't that like 27 feet? It's a fair amount of space, yeah. Yeah. It seems like you ought to be able to chug in that zone. Yeah. So hmm. second place was also disqualified. This doesn't say why. She was from Britain. And so America, the United States, did get the win still. Melanie Posdall was declared the winner. Time of six <laughs> minutes and 41 seconds. And she, she said, cans are different than bottles for sure. <laughs> 
but I practiced with Lacroix, which is much more difficult to chug than beer. Too much carbonation. Huh. That's so there pretty you have it. And I guess if you get disqualified if you have more than four ounces of foam or liquid or fluid remaining in your beer can. So mm. I mean maybe that's what's second you could, place. You could potentially if you if you were really good at sort of the feel or the time it took you to chug a, a beer, you could potentially leave three ounces of something in your beer and have a significant advantage. Yeah. And still not be disqualified. So but you'd have to do that for four beers. I don't know mm-hmm. how hard that would be to leave two or three ounces in each beer and to gain a little advantage. Yeah. You know. Huh. There's just so many intricacies that go into the beer mile. Which so many makes yeah. it really interesting. Yeah, well, we're about to we're about to experience all of them. Yeah, absolutely. We, like I said, we'll we'll touch on the the beer mile game plan episode two or episode three or something. Oh, uh, pretty quickly into season two, just to give all of our listeners a um sort of a little little lead up to when they might choose to run their beer mile and submit some some evidence of them doing the beer mile yeah cool. yeah well, looking forward to it yeah I'm, I'm super pumped up about that pumped up about season two pumped up about how season one went yeah. pumped up that you, you you're using Saucony and your 15k just overall i'm pumped up this sounds like you're maybe over pumped i think i pumped a little too much <laughs> yeah i'm i'm super stoked for season two also uh you know how many times are you stoked uh four okay you're pretty stoked yeah yeah so um i I think we'll we'll probably get a another great guest list uh we're working on that as we speak yes and uh it's gonna be a great season yeah absolutely i'm i'm ready for the season to to roll out and and have an amazing guest list. So, as always, Corey, stay creamy. Later. <laughs>